Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Schuster Shoots. I am, of course, Schuster, and here we are with Tim. Hey, I'm here. He is here, and we are here. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! To talk about uh, good old Jerry Conway, co-creator of The Punisher, and multiple other superheroes, and his recent article where he uh, yells at the clouds and yells at the kids on his lawn, and about his opinion about the comic book industry and how uh, he doesn't. Exactly like the way it's going and where he thinks it should go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would hope that all of you can uh, read the article uh, yourself while, while, we, while we talk about it. We found this article on Bleeding Cool. And, it's a good uh, website. It's a good website. The interview was a podcast interview originally from Word Balloon Podcast. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, he basically goes goes on and from what I, you know, from just hitting the uh, the notes here... He basically thinks that uh, comic books uh, were meant for younger kids, and that he doesn't like that most comics are are have gone more adult in a way, in, in some cases, and he thinks they should be um, separated into categories for adult version of comic books and uh, kid version of comic books. In addition, he thinks the uh, the brick and mortar store economy of the comic book industry is. Uh, a dying breed and should be put out of its misery. I mean, that's that's what I got from the article. Okay. I don't know about you, Tim, if that well, is something that you. Uh... So I have no problem with Jerry Conway. Neither do I, I. In ways, agree with parts of what he said, and I disagree with other parts. So what he said isn't necessarily that it's wrong. It's that I think. What he thinks the comic book industry is right now isn't as bad as he thinks it is. Now, if the comic industry was really seriously threatening to close this year, the, by the end of the year, like, we just can't do it no more, mm -hmm. Diamond shuts down, then what he's proposing isn't a bad thing. Because it will keep superhero stories going on way further than, let's say, we just port them all digital and there it is. Pay for Some app. people believe that. I don't know if, if, do. if he came, he kind of comes across as like, he he doesn't like the brick and mortar model. He thinks it's all dying. So, and, and there are indicators, in my opinion, that like supports happen. supports him. Right. But they're only indicators. They're not like huge beacons, in my opinion. It's very tough. What you have to remember is your average comic book store is not just comic books anymore. True. So if I mean everybody's supplementing it with with card games, with mini games, uh, war war model games. You've got board games, board games, D and D. There's a lot of oh, other D &D things. Huge. I don't think any of these one things, easily, anyways, can succeed on their own. Yes, they can. I guess they can, but it's way easier to not have your eggs all in one basket. It is. It is very difficult to put to do one or two of those things, and especially be able to keep up with the brick and mortar costs associated yes. with it because you need a player base that's willing to come and continue to to purchase your products right and that's what brick and mortar stores have always done they've just had everyday consistent buyers of comics every week coming every wednesday to buy comics right with the costs of rent and utilities yeah. and better places for these stores to succeed all those prices go up and you some of them can't can't survive Many stores just bleed and bleed money for years before mm -hmm. going out. 
because people can't let go of their dream. And I can respect that in a way, but man, exactly. is it tough. It's tough to see. It really is. And the uh, current pandemic has literally put right. just the hammer down right. on a lot of stores. A lot of stores, from what I've heard, have, clo- have closed up. And in the way, the way uh, Jerry is saying in his article, you could you could be you could say he's true. It's it's right. it's it's hurting the industry. So this article caught my eye for a mm-hmm. couple reasons. One, I like Jerry Conway. He's he's done some yeah. cool things in comics. The Punisher is amazing, and I love the original Punisher with his white go-go boots. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm a zap you, motherfucker. I like that. But this article, one thing, one reason I I sent this article to you, yes. Schuster, and the reason I did it is because the way the article was presented is almost like clickbait. It's like, look at Jerry Conway say these crazy things. But, the, but if you click on the article and read it, yes. it's not as bad, and he descri- he explains all these points. But if you just take one of his points out of context, it does seem a lot more like man. Well, considering Black. the title of the article is literally <laughs> Punisher creator Jerry Conway cancel every existing com- right. superhero comic. <laughs> yes. And Whoa! <laughs> I mean, it is a quote of what he said, but it's just a piece of a quote of what he it said. It is such take it is it is such sp- much taken out of context, <laughs> as the as the kids say these too. days. Those crazy kids <laughs> with their backwards middle speak. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I don't think Jerry Conway is out of line with what he's saying. I just don't think Jerry Conway is correct on what he thinks the industry, the point the industry's at. If within a year, Diamond's going to shut down, nobody else can really pay the bills, DC's like, I don't care anymore, which just kind of seems like it is. There's a lot of things going on. And then it'd be like, yes, we're going we're gonna to pause, we're going to take a break. What he's suggesting would keep comics going. The stories would keep going. And that I, I like. Yes, as I a, don't... As a backup. I don't think there's any way that comics and the stories that comics produce never really go away i mean worst case scenario they go digital and people you know with patrons patron pages and whatnot kickstarters Kickstarters. yeah there there we go as far as what it is today there are going to be less and less comic book stores mainly in my opinion due to the crisis that has happened currently but there are a lot of stores that have a huge influx of people that still go to it they still buy comic books they still have bins they still go in and they're just like oh i'll buy this barbarian warrior DD figure for my DD night and buy my batman comics at the same time right. and they just th- put money back into these stores not all of them not all of them for sure um so i'm gonna just quick run through what jerry said go right ahead you, i'm gonna give you the the tasty bullet points so the listener can kind of make their own opinions because it does kind of sound one way. Maybe you're not sure how you feel just from this. So let me tell you what he said. Essentially what he said is he would love it if they just canceled all the comics, clean slate. You start over with 10 to 15 titles and you say, these are our main titles. They're more accessible to kids and to young people, but they're still, you know, not so young that an adult wouldn't want to read it. And you're like, these are our characters we focus on. So now, people like me who love Moon Knight, I'm out, I'm out, right? So, but then mm. he says, his plan for that is, so we wiped the slate clean and now comics are super accessible for everybody. What about everything, all the history? We don't want to wash that away. So what he said was to have stories that come out strictly in graphic novel form that continue these stories or start the new darker stories, more adult-oriented stories, things you don't really want your kid to pick up. And in that respect, I understand that. It's like I don't want. I wouldn't want a five year old to go pick up like Rorschach and like what the hell am I reading? But that Shh. falls on the parent now. I, I still think it falls on the parent, and um, 
I mean, I had the same issue growing up. Uh, I went in the comic book store, and I picked up a whole bunch of comics. And my, I, I remember specific... Ladies with tight booties in the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of it, probably, but I remember specifically my dad bought all the comics, but then said you can't you can't read these these specific comics that, he, that I bought for like how many years, and I didn't understand it. Uh, I realized I picked out a bunch of Spawn comics, ah, yeah. and I didn't think they were as bad, at, you know, when guess, when they were when I when sure. I would have when I would have read them. So like. It does fall down on the parents, and if you if you don't want your kids reading ultra violent or ultra sexualized stuff, that's understandable. But I don't fault your father for feeling that way because it's also like you're an impressionable kid at an impressionable age. It's not so much the violence and stuff because you get that on your TV every night. He knows that. I'm but, sure. but that's it's the, the it's mm-hmm. like they're gonna talk about religion. They're gonna talk about these deep things that maybe you're not thinking about. He doesn't want you to get your information from a comic book, especially Crazy Todd McFarlane, who we love. Yes. But, you know, he's not the first person you should go to to make some sort of educated opinion about religion or politics sure. or sure. real I would, world stuff. My only, my only retort to that is, um, for retort. me, retort, uh, is specifically is that I was growing up watching Aliens. Predators, mm-hmm. Terminator. I was watching yeah. Commando. I was watching all '80s right. action films. I was. I know. In it's... addition to Star Wars and all this other stuff, and it's just like, well, what do you differentiate between what violence is is okay for me to watch because it's what on TNT and it's you know quote unquote edited for TV versus like a comic book. I mean, it wasn't like I was picking up all like super graphic novels i was i was buying fantastic four and spider-man i just had a couple spawns thrown in there and i don't in my opinion didn't think spawn was that bad but in the end it does come down to to, to the parent but i do think personally you should you should um almost give your kid some credit and mm-hmm. a, a little bit and not Unless your kid dumb don't give him no credit yeah if, if you don't give your if, if you're like this kid is not gonna take it mm-hmm. the, in, in the way that we should had another one this is our legacy yeah <laughs> exactly but i have no problem with uh doing a a, a hard reboot i've i i like the idea of the hard reboot but they don't ever do it right right mm-hmm. i agree with that well, there's always an event tie-in, and that kind of goes with something else Jerry says here. He goes, I don't want there to be a million events every week. And he's right. He goes... God, I agree. He's like, so this is what I'm saying. Yeah. What he's saying, I don't agree the timing of this would be right to do what he says, but I don't think he's necessarily wrong either. But there bits are and, things... Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. There's I, things I'm going to get to that are definitely going to kill the comic industry if he had his <laughs> way, though. And I don't know if he thought that out. But... I digress. We'll get there. As 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 for the um the kids books being separated by adult books, I don't I I'm there's already some of that anyway in some ways, but I don't think you should hard hard code separate things. I don't think you should be like this Batman story is too adult for you, but this Batman story is. I mean, to me, it's Batman. Um, sure. you know, if you, if your kid wants to read Batman, telling him he can't you know read the Killing Joke because you don't like some of the things in it but telling him he can read some Riddler story that's much more tame. I just, it's Batman to me. First of all, the Riddler's amazing, okay? He's not I amazing. love the Riddler. Don't you start with me on the Riddler. I'm not, there is no, <laughs> there was no start button on the Riddler. There was, right. <laughs> I, that was more of just an example. No, but I know. Yeah, in, in the end, I don't want to separate, I, I, I don't like the idea of separating between, you know, hard separations. Obviously, if some, some are more graphic or, sexual in nature yes but not everything is so let's right. not hard separate things hard well, code those things i i 
a good example of this would be the Batman run from the New 52, which was super good. But once you get through the Court of Owls stuff, you get like almost a horror story with the Joker. And can't tell you how many parents I told mm. you want to look. I want you to look at this before you buy it for your 13, 14 year old. Like look mm. at it because he's ripping off faces and shit. Like, I was just about. <laughs> I was going to use that as an example. Yeah. Was it all in the? Was it all in the family or? Death in the family. Death in the family. All the family's great too. Yeah, all yeah. the families are completely different things. It was something of something of the family, and um, I family remember family. reading that several years ago, and it was it was fantastic. I'm also an older, I'm, I'm older. I'm not a kid, so a a Joker that has his face ripped off and he stapled his face well to his face again can be a bit much. Yeah, it's kind of just like it's also weird for me, the comic guy, to say, "Well, I don't know if Batman's appropriate for your son." And then somebody hearing that who doesn't know anything and they're trying to get their kid in, like, "Well, Batman's not appropriate. What the hell do I do?" Yeah, that's tough. And there's not a lot of good comics that bridge young and old. They're trying to do it more now, and they have some, you know, monochrome of success, but. In general, it's not as crystal clear. It's not as black and white, you know? What I will say is a point Jerry Conway makes in here that I do really like is he says the way the industry is right now, it essentially is the comic companies are built around variant covers and pumping out as many special covers and special events and brand new number ones because you'll buy them as a consumer. You don't mind paying four ninety nine for a new number one. Don't get me started on like Green Lantern. But that's I know, and that's the thing. That is the thing. So because we're programmed to still do this this way, I think it's terrible, and I work at a comic book store. <laughs> but if they're if that's how they pay their bills, and we're not voting with our dollars otherwise, why on earth would they stop? It's because it, if they're it, not doing six thousand variants and all these other things, they might have a financial issue. Yeah, it's it can be very. It, the obvious answer is always to vote with your with your wallet, mm-hmm. but it's not always the easiest thing because you enjoy this market. Mm-hmm. I personally play Warhammer Forty K. One of the things that a lot of comic book store sells and GW's um, pricing it's rough. practices, to put it mildly, is pretty bad. And it can be really, really tough to to be like, well, I want them to know that I'm not happy, but I still like buying their product. Well, I mean, when they make a Necron that's the size of the board, and he's got two floating little gem guys next to him. He's just, like, got a cape on some steps. He's all Skeletor-looking. And he's like, hey, motherfuckers, come and get me. I mean, it's kind of hard. Hey, that is the Silent King you're talking about. I am. I can't wait to see that mini when he comes out. And it's a $150 mini that probably shouldn't be that. You're right. Um, However. For for them, it's much more the smaller scale stuff. It's like. I just want to talk about that cool Necron. That is a really <laughs> sweet Necron that is coming up. But yeah, they will they'll constantly every year pump up a dollar or two on the prices and you know, from what I've read on people who, who actually work in modeling, they're like resin and plastic aren't going up. Production costs aren't exactly like escalating. This is just a agreed agreed moment. And it's like well, well, what do you do? Because with the comic book industry, you're right. They bring out 18 variant covers. It's like if you buy 100 copies, you'll get the super, super shiny thing that is one out of 100 comic book stores. And then you're forcing comic book stores to decide, well, how many copies do I buy versus how many variants am I going to get and sell? And is that going to bring in people to actually buy more things? Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just brings in that one dude who was willing to buy that one variant and that's about it. Like he's right. not going in to, to pick up D and D models, other comics, graphic novels, the whole nine yards. Right. It's tough. So, what Jerry says, he has two more points that we're going to tackle. Yeah. And one I agree with, and one I it terrifies the hell out of me that it was even said out loud. 
So <laughs> this, this, this is one of the final points he made, and then we'll backtrack to the other one. He said uh, that the present course taken by monthly publishers is a dead end. He might be right on that. Uh, they're pursuing the wrong readership. He's saying if we can bridge younger and our regular audiences, and I would take this akin to like Nightfall in the 90s. Like it was this big, dumb Batman story. I enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. you told a story where a dude broke another dude's back right right over his knee. You yeah. A serial killer who, when he kills somebody, he slices a number, uh, another hash mark into his skin, and he's covered in them. Like, you tiptoed around these really graphic things, and you didn't make it insulting for an older reader, mm-hmm. and it was attainable to a younger reader. So basically what he's saying is if you focus on these things, you, there's so many people that you're not including in your audience. You're not making it as easy for them to get in. So what he's suggesting by doing all these things is to make it more accessible to a greater, wider range. Now, assuming he was correct, which maybe he is, maybe he isn't, that would solve a lot of the financial issues in the comic industry could keep going on forever, right? Assuming he's uh, right. It's tough, right? It's it's really tough because, you know, from my point of from where I stand, is that I still think actual comics are still... When I could tell, somewhat profitable, especially for the stores that are well located with a, with a lot of a lot of fan base still going to those places. But there's also a lot of people that would like to know more about these these heroes, but they just uh, they're stuck in the digital age, and I don't know how you can really transition to the digital age without you know hurting comic books and vice and vice versa. Right, like tr- going to the digital age. Hey, great for the planet. And, like, great for other reasons, but, like, I don't like reading digital. It hurts my friggin' eyes. I've tried. I hate, I hate it. I, I have to, I have to, I have to mildly agree. I don't mind. <laughs> I love that you have to mildly agree. Because You're I adorable. do. adorable. Uh, I'm just, you know. Yep. Um, oh, you. oh, me. I like devices that allow me to read things that I don't have to carry a million, a million sure. books around. But I also agree that there is just something nice about cracking over a comic book or a graphic novel, and it is more gratifying than scrolling a PDF file of a of a of a comic. And some of the maybe younger audience, not necessarily like below eighteen, but like probably around below thirty, still would like to just be like, "I want to read on my phone." And I get that because the digital age is, is real. We're, I mean, kids aren't breaking their backs with school bags anymore. They just have a laptop or a device, an iPad. That's what they have. Yeah. They don't have 16,000 books like we did. Perfect example <laughs> is uh, GameStop. Sure. GameStop is going to be dead. To those who may not know what GameStop is, is they sell video games. And video games these days are going more digital. Mm-hmm. And with the advent of PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, they both have variant versions that don't have disk drives. And GameStop's like entire model, except for them selling toys, which they've pivoted to because of this. Because they have to. Because they, they were forced to, is not selling physical copies that they can be sold again and then sold as used for a higher markup. Right. Their entire business model is based on the used market. And the moment people just go out and buy the digital version of the PlayStation 5 and start downloading games, they're buying hard drives versus the used games. That model that GameStop has created is going to die a very quick death in the next generation. Yeah. But I don't want that to really happen. I don't want that, and I don't think that will happen to comics. Because I think comics still have a purity right. when it comes to physically reading and owning a comic a 
comic versus so, scrolling on a phone. Right. So that's kind of the the wrapping up debate here is do they care if for the collector side of it or do they just want to print stories and make money? You're battling with big corporations on this. DC has made it very clear they're not super if it doesn't make X dollars, we don't really care. I'm still going to make money off of Superman in movies and TV shows and cartoons and you know your underoos and whatnot and toothbrushes like I don't care about if these if the comics can't support themselves though they're going to go. Now, like your GameStop uh, example, mm-hmm. the last point Conway made, and this is why I say he's too premature to jump in with what he said, and this is the big thing that I don't agree with, unless the comic industry was 100% dead. This is awful. Sure. He says, get monthly comics into supermarkets, movie theaters, Walmart, Target, Costco, and offer subscription source services through Amazon. Pursue every alternate distribution revenue. And he's not wrong if it's dead. But if comic brick-and-mortar stores still exist and still order through Diamond or wherever you see it, whatever, Mm -hmm. then this will kill them. This will 100% kill comics. Yeah. When I heard that comment, I inherently agreed because I was like, yeah, no, everyone needs to see that stuff. But I kind of thought about it more and I realized how much that would kill brick-and-mortar. Look at at Walmart with Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards. They have this large section... That they hilariously constantly have to put cameras on because kids keep stealing them. But these people still go and buy cards, not from a brick and mortar card shop or sure. a comic book store, but from Walmart. Right. And none of that money ever goes into the brick and mortar. I mean, that's a whole economic discussion about how large scale stores like uh, Walmart and or online sales like Amazon completely devastate the um, right. the small business the small business right. economy. But it's true. It the is. moment Walmart has a huge stand of 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 the daily com- of the weekly comics, why you know a, I've had so many customers when it comes to magic cards go, why would I go to a card store to go buy things that are a couple dollars more than on TCG Player or uh, Amazon or whatever? And it's frustrating because it's like these people are also going and playing. Right. In these so places. You're using the community and not supporting them. Yes. It's one thing that I have been railing against for decades at this point. Mm-hmm. Please purchase at your local stores. Because if the local stores dry up, then you don't have a place to play well, outside ba- of your kitchen table. Right. Well, look at baseball card shops. There are few baseball card <laughs> shops still around. Like, they, like the 90s. Though the everywhere. sports card stores are around here, non existent. So, sports cards. Uh, new new learning for me. Sports cards are red hot again. They've been printing them in lower quantities, and there's been a lot of good rookies as of late. Basketball in particular is the hottest shit ever right now. I don't think I've ever seen a basketball card yeah. in the store. Right. <laughs> but people don't want singles. People want to buy a box or a blaster, which is like six packs if you're not yeah. familiar. They want to crack that, and their odds are good. And usually there's some uh, exclusives you can only get in a blaster, some you can only get in a box. It's similar to the Magic model. Fat pack. Except because you're not playing a game. Yes. If you're playing a game, yes, singles would mean a lot more. But you're not playing a game. You're just trying to get the people you like. So outside of a convention for baseball would players. A, so, so you don't think that singles of of, base, of basketball cards or whatever 
wouldn't be good for it's people not that who. It, it wouldn't be good. It's that it's not enough, I think, to pay your rent on your business. Oh and yeah. Your rent. Yeah. No. Of your house and your your. Because I, I still, I mean, because I still look at it as you know, even though there's not a game attached, there's still a collectability. You're still collecting, and you you're like, I need this rookie card, and it's the last thing in my set, and I don't want to keep buying uh, blaster. Right, blaster boxes. Blaster boxes mm-hmm. to find the one card. I just want to go out and buy it and complete my collection. But to just close on what I was saying, if yeah. you go to those same aisles you mentioned, where there's the magic cards in the Walmart, go a little further and look for your sports cards. I bet you won't find one. They're completely gone. Mm-hmm. The pegs are empty. Completely. Big sections of Target, just empty. Because yeah. The sports cards, the minute they come in, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone. You know, something that costs 15 bucks on, on retail on a peg at a Target or a Walmart is... 50 bucks online. Same exact thing. Nothing is different. And they're closing at that. It's a weird time where, you know, and, and comparing this, like, comics. I remember buying comics at the supermarket off the spinner rack. None of those yeah. comics are in good condition because they were on a spinner rack. I don't want my collectible. I like to collect. I also like to Same read. Same here. I prefer to I, I more read, but I want good issues. I don't want them to have creases and snots on them and whatnot. I mean, I used to get my, um when I was a, when I was a kid, I used to get the comics in the mail. I loved it. Subscription creases. Subscri- right. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I would get my Spider-Man and Fantastic Fours in the mail, and it was fantastic. I was not old enough to go to comic book stores purchase things the yeah. whole nine yards so yeah. i mean that was out of my control but eventually I, I i learned it when i when i got out of you know even in high school but it really comes down to the brick and mortar model in my opinion needs to stay alive yes. for the comic industry to as a whole stay similar in view and what it is because if it becomes too mass capitalistic it will hurt everything about the industry in my opinion the moment all you can do is go to amazon and buy uh you know a subscription model of spider-man or it's just like i'm just gonna go to walmart or target to go buy a comic it 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 becomes bland it becomes vanilla i mean every now and then a graphic novel will be at a target or a walmart like i remember when watchmen came out watchmen was one of the greatest selling the movie speaking of the movie yeah when that came out that that was in Targets and Walmarts, and that was in the top 100 bestsellers again because yeah. of that movie, and rightfully so. But it's just that mass market was why it wasn't because we were selling out of comic book stores, not completely. Anyways. Yeah, it was because Walmart had an empty spot. But I, act- I but I actually think in this day and age, um, even though there's all these woes about brick and mortar stores, I think a lot of people are are, are starting to change their minds about the old notions of good old comic book store you know people brick and mortar stores a lot of people that wouldn't step foot in comic stores i see keep keep coming to the to, to the shop mm-hmm. because they're into D, which is just amazing how much of, of an impact that has had over the last believe, five years cannot believe how big that has gotten it is crazy and i love it because mm-hmm. you know it is what so many people who want to learn to paint D&D eventually asked me about Warhammer or yeah. some other miniature game and I'm like, yeah, you can do that. It's a little harder. You're going to have to put your, your guy together. First. Yeah. You're going to have to learn a couple new skills but you'll be fine. And that is the beauty of a hobby. And that's what we've all... And that's the all... beauty of a hobby store because I'm the guy who's going to say, it's okay to try this. It's okay. Here's the paint you would need. You would need this tool. It's not that bad. If you need help, come in here. We'll show you. Things like that. 
the, that's what you're missing with your online Amazon blah blah blah. Well, not only that, but like the the average red shirt Target retail employee is not. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say comic book store employee. I was like, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. yep. They they don't care. They're like, yeah, it's in aisle fourteen, and you can find it yourself. Like they don't. They're not gonna. They're not gonna care. Whereas if you go into a comic book store, one can hope that the employees there will be more than happy. I mean, at least in our store, yeah. I mean, even the patrons, like like me, patron love saints. Patrons, patron saints. Patron saints. <laughs> like to help people. It's just like, what what primer do I use to paint this D&D model? And I go, you know what? Here are the primers. This is what you should do. This is how you should, how the best way to paint it. And, you know, that kind of stuff. And the same thing with comics. It's just like, what should I read? I'm more into a darker comic. And you're right. just like, cool, here's a Batman story. Or here's a really great Green Lantern story that's a little darker. Have you heard of Image? exactly. Have you heard of Dark Horse or IDW? So many people come in and are just like, I want to read comics, but I don't like, I'm not into, into superheroes. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I, and, and you're just like, well, here's Image. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like guitar. Here's a guy who plays the guitar and it summons a giant falcon that murders big kaiju monsters. And they look at me like, did you just make that shit up? And I go, no. <laughs> no. There it is. Murder here falcon. You, here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> Daniel Johnson. And that is the beauty. <laughs> I don't know why that was the example that popped in my head. That is the perfect example. <laughs> the only example. And that is and that is the beauty of, of, of the comic book store, of the brick and mortar right. store that will be lost if some of Jerry's opinions go live, as, as right. so so to speak. Right. It so, would hurt it in general. He's not wrong on some points. I just think he. I just think there's some disillusion here. Maybe a little, bit. a little bit. I don't know if you know. I don't know where he if he goes in the comic shops a lot or if he just literally just you know writes and sends it in or whatnot. But he should really you know maybe go and go down to his local shop and see what what is out there because some of his things are gonna gonna hurt it. Right. Gonna make it disappear, right? I, I maybe he thinks it's worse than it is. Maybe he's just misinformed in that. Not that he's mm-hmm. not. I'm not gonna say he's wrong because I do think his opinions are correct as to what he believes is happening. I don't think comic stores are that bad. I don't think this distribution thing is that bad. Could we get there? Yes. Could we get there easier than most people think? Yes. I do. Th- I do think the disconnect between a only comic book store you know is is a little different from a uh variety nerd story i don't know how to better to explain it other than like a guy who's been around since the 90s and maybe he did sports cards back in the day he stops doing the sports cards he keeps doing the back issues and the new ones every week if that guy goes out you've lost you know maybe 25 30 years of part of your 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 town like that's yeah. part of your community that guy had been there forever he you, you watched him get old you know it, exactly like that kind of a thought i've i've been i've gone around around our area and been to as i'm swung my hand <laughs> in the air to multiple comic book stores that are they are comic book stores mm-hmm. it is wall-to-wall piles and piles of comics and it's the old school dark dungeon comic oh, yeah. comic book place. I know you could probably think of a few places that I'm thinking of. Well, I won't mention them. Though. You won't mention them, and I won't either. Of, conflict of interest. Conflict yeah. of interest. But like <laughs> they have their own like little nuance, and and I can't think of a gem. They ha- they will survive because they've been there a while. But it's the variety stores that I think are the uh, the future of brick and mortar. The ones that have the comics that present them in a nice orderly clean fashion but with the cards 
the D&D miniatures, miniatures in general, just the whole variety. What GameStop was trying to do because they were suffering from the video game industry shifting, and they're just like, well, here's toys and action figures and here's wallets and Funko, oh, Funko Pops. <laughs> Funko Pops. Funko Pops. I regret this not being video. <laughs> we could change that. Maybe uh, we will. Maybe we will. But like the they did, <laughs> they did the, they did that, and they are still failing. But that is because they're fighting an upward battle. They're yeah, they're fighting an upward battle. Um, and that's why I think that uh, the variety comic book stores, variety nerd stores, whatever you want to call, it, are the better solution than the corporatized. Uh, game stops of the world who are just like yeah we'll say that funko pop but you know we're gonna pay you know there's a whole economic thing there right um so i guess to wrap it up a little bit here wrap up those rambles i mean we can ramble those shoots we got to keep our shoots a little shootier so <laughs> just a few pew pews we're not using because i will i will I will, I will i will i will shoot oh, I so many shoot. in I so just, many next directions time, next time on shooter shoots. next time on shooter shoots <laughs> thank you for doing this by the way because it's nice for me to take a back seat for a, for a while it's just i'm burned out I, man <laughs> you're doing so much man oh, no i i I've always, you know i would love doing doing the uh the shoots the shoots <laughs> Uh, I like to talk, and uh, God, do I do, I do. Tangents are my uh, is my middle name. <laughs> All right, so stop your tangents. In wrapping this up, that's my wrangle the Schuster. Yeah, I got a, I got a net over his head. I'm shaking a, a bottle with some. Um, it's a maraca kind of sound. He loves it. I do. It's a thing. Anyways, it, here's the big takeaway from for me. I don't think no. people should wholeheartedly agree or disagree i think you should if you you should kind of be in the middle you should feel partially you should not hate jerry conway first of no all. this was written in a way as clickbait and i don't give a hoot they did it and i would have done it too i'm just trying to make this a little more a little tiny, tiny. no fuck anyways i think that that is uh what you should be doing you should be trying to get your eyes on your product this is a weird time we're living in and just get people's attention and try to get people to click and then you gave us all the all the other information it's just if you're one of these people that sees that and you don't click on it and you're just like jerry conway crazy old man and then you see jerry conway at a con and you just fucking mean to him you know when cons come back that's dumb and shit like that happens all the time so just make sure you're yeah. as informed if you're gonna have an opinion try to be as informed as possible and just say, agree to disagree if you just can't get to that impasse. But I don't think that title did any favors for Jerry Conway. And I'm glad we brought it up. And whether you think Schuster's kind of right, I'm kind of right, somewhere in the middle, it doesn't really matter. It's that you're making your own decision about it. I couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more. Probably better said than me and my, my tangents. But yeah, you know, that... Clickbait is such a is such a tough topic, but it, it, it's good it, and bad, ain't it? It it, re it really <laughs> is. There's just a lot of people out there who read titles and, and don't go any further. Yep. And if you did that in on this article, you would just go and yell, shaking fists at Jerry at a, whenever cons ever come back, and he'll just be like, "What? I don't understand." But it was a well thought out article. It was uh, well put together by by Jerry. He may not have the best answers but he seems that he loves the industry and wants it to succeed correct he may not have the right answers 
but his intentions are correct. He's trying to start a discussion. Yeah. And who knows, him sparking us might have somebody else hear it, and then we get the right answer. Somebody else might be like, I have a solution. And why does that happen? Because you talk about things and you discuss amongst your peers. And you know what? That's what we do here at Schuster Shoots. Yeah, sometimes we make you really angry, too. Oh, I am good at that one, too. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> but uh, thank you all for uh, for listening. I hope you guys and gals enjoy the uh, the format. I'm going to try to put out some uh, content uh, as I, ha- I have the time. Uh, but I've been thoroughly enjoying last few times i've been doing this and i always love having tim on for these for these things to shoot to shoot back and forth on oh i love arguing with you oh yeah i just kind of agree with you here it sucks it's it's hard you're just like ah i wanna just wanna just wanna wanna, wanna, dumb you are (laughs) oh don't worry the future has so much there's so much uh so much bright future for you. <laughs> I know. I love it that I control you, where you know I'm literally just saying the opposite of what I think to get under your skin, and it still gets under your skin. Because I'm, I'm very opinion, a very like yeah. serious about things, no. and people will just be like, ah ha ha, and just zap me with it, and I just am like, why I ought to? Everything you said worked for audio, but if they could have seen what you did, <laughs> they could have seen it. It would have been great, but uh, thank you all for um, for listening, and let us know if you have any uh, critiques or criticisms or what you would like us to, to talk about, because I would love to talk about things that people want to actually listen to. Schuster knows a lot about politics. Let's do that. I could do, I could do, uh, I know people love politics. <laughs> love is a, <laughs> who doesn't, who, who doesn't, <laughs> but I've, yeah, I've been thinking about doing, doing that a little bit as well, because uh, that is a good rant material for sure. me. But uh, thank you all for uh, for listening, and I uh, hope the best for everyone in the future.